Would you agree with me if I said that often we attach ourselves to temporary things and we expect them to give us a sense of security? Maybe I should use the word false security because they are only temporary things, right? We expect them to provide this foundation that will make us strong and allow us to live a good life. But we often find that when we think of these temporary things as foundations, they fall through. And we end up with anxiety and fear and self-doubt and, and we wander. Because they are, after all, just temporary. So let's turn it around this morning and let's talk about something that's not temporary. Let's talk about God's promise. And, and you hear that promise every week in this church. I will bless you. What if we start living our lives in the promise of God that says, I will bless you. And living under the blessing of God. That was, that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Something really nice and positive, right? To help us with that, we're going to look at the life of, of a man. We're going to start with his grandfather, and then we're going to skip to him, and his name is Jacob. And yes, I know. I preached a whole series on Jacob, 2022. There were seven sermons in the series, and all of you can remember each one of those sermons, and you can repeat them off by heart. So I won't touch any of that. I'm going to do something completely different when we look at Jacob, just as an example, because he's such a good example of being bad, in a sense. So it starts with his grandfather, Abraham, and it's in Genesis chapter 12. I'm going to read three verses for you there. The Lord had said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household, all the temporary things, you see them? To the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. And I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Did you see the one word that was repeated six times in two verses? I will bless you. That was God's promise to Abraham. Abraham and Sarah had a son. His name was Isaac. And we have an Isaac in church today. Got his name from that little Isaac. His name was Isaac. He became the father of the two boys, Esau and Jacob. Genesis 26, God repeats this exact promise to Isaac, I will bless you, and you will be a blessing, and through you this world will be blessed. So Jacob grew up in this house where he would have heard that many times, where he would have seen how God took care of his father, took care of their household, blessed them. Now hold on to Jacob for one second. I want to just get out of that, do a little addendum, and then we go back to Jacob. What does it mean when God says, I will bless you? Because we say that often, bless you. 
And we write it in our emails, blessings to you. Uh, And someone sneezes and we'll say, bless you. But what does God mean when God says, I will bless you? For me to try and understand with my small brain, I said, I think God says, I will will and work for your good. Does that make sense? My will for you is to do good for you. And when I work for you, when I give myself to you, it is to do good for you. I will bless you. I will will and work for your good. But, but, here's a but. When God makes the promise, I will bless you, that you see that God did not say something before that. God did not say, I will test you. I will weigh you. I will judge you. And when I've done that, I will decide whether I will love you and bless you. Did you see he didn't say that? He does not say, if you are a good person, then I will bless you. If you do good things, then I will bless you. If you come to church, then I will bless you even more. If you pray, then I will bless you even more than that. There is no if-then condition to God's promise to bless me. And God says, I will bless you. It is an unconditional gift of God's promise and God's grace into your life, into my life. I will bless you. There you go, Hank. My present, my gift to you. That's what God says. So with this little addendum, so hold that. It is a gift that comes freely and graciously from God that doesn't have an if-then condition. Now let's go to Brother Jacob again. Grows up in a house where he would have seen this wonderful promise of God in so many ways in his household. You would expect that if you look at Jacob then, his life would be filled with faith and with grace and with this joy of being able to say, wow, let's give all of this grace that God had given. What do we find? The opposite. Jacob is right back to temporary things. Jacob clings. Jacob hoards. Jacob wants to do all of the stuff for Jacob so that Jacob can say, I am blessed. And you know what he did, right? He cheats his brother out of his first birthright. He deceives his father into giving him a blessing that should have gone to his brother. He, he undercuts his father-in-law and steals from him so that he can hoard more and say, now I have a blessing, look at all my animals. He even has his two wives going to this childbearing competition. And Jacob's life becomes the picture of God's grace misunderstood. Because Jacob said, if God wants to bless me, then I have to have this and that and more of this and more of that and all of this and all of that. But once we see a blessing as that, it's not a blessing, it becomes a burden. Because if I don't have this and I don't have that, and if and then, and there we back to the if and then, then I'm not happy, then I'm not blessed, then I don't feel good. But I forget that God says, when I bless you, 
It is because I will and work for your good and it is my free gift to you. So you would expect that if you looked at Jacob's life with him then hoarding all this and putting this together, Jacob would be the happiest guy in the world. Jacob would feel so strong and so secure. Did you see the life of Jacob? He was always running away from something. He never had enough of anything. He was always struggling. He even struggled with God in his plight to, to get this blessing because he made this mistake. He only read one line of God's promise. I will bless you. And that's all he had in mind. I will bless you. So I have to get this. He never read the second line. I will bless you. And here's why. And you will be a blessing. The two go together. The blessing is not for me. The blessing is when God blesses me, I can become the blessing. They go hand in hand. So, so here's the thing. When I discover, when God says I will bless you, when I discover that God is training me, God is teaching me how to be a blessing, in that moment, I start experiencing God's blessing in my life. Does that make any sense to anyone? The blessing is not just, look at me, look what I have, look at... The blessing is, I am so blessed and thank you that I may bless you. Thank you that I may share my life with you. Thank you that I may give from the fullness of what God has blessed Jacob said, give me, give me. And he was never a happy guy. Never felt that blessing. And maybe I speak for myself only. I've caught myself in that same trap. Where I think, but God, if you want to bless me, come on, bring it on. Give me more. Do this, do that. Then you bless me. No. In those moments, you lose out. You don't get it. Because here's the thing, blessing is given and not earned. It is a gift. And when it is given, it only starts working in the moment that I can give it away. Can I make that practical for you? So God gives you this amazing job that you can do and you are blessed. When does it become a blessing? When you bless your loved ones through that gift when you bless your co-workers with your gifts, when you bless those around you with the gifts that come from that. When God gives you a gift, it becomes a wonderful blessing when you use it. Sorry, I didn't ask your permission, Ruby, but I'm just going to use you for one second. When I looked at you this morning, I thought, there's my perfect example. This young woman... I know her from birth because I baptized her. I saw her grow up in this church. God gave her a gift. She can sing. Carrie doesn't have a proper voice this morning. She's been struggling for two weeks. 
Ruby comes up. She stands right here in front of all of these people. And she leads you in worship. She got a gift. God blessed her. She uses the gift. Who is blessed? We are blessed. Because she leads us to stand before God and to worship the God and sing about his name that's a mighty tower. To sing about who God is in our lives. And in that moment, this blessing was not just rubies. The blessing was ours. That's how it works. I will bless you that you may be a blessing to those. And then I can smile. Sorry. If God gives you a gift to help, to do, please do that. When you stand at the door and you're greeting at the door, people come in, you meet Adolf and you say, oh, I didn't know you speak Afrikaans, you don't even understand. But the blessing is not just you blessing us. When these greeters greet us at the door, the blessing is theirs because of your smile, because of your gift that you give them back, a hug, a good morning, a how are you? I will bless you that you may be a blessing. If you have a gift to greet, please come greet. If you have a gift to go help Gregory to do video, please go do that because when you do that, what do you think happens? Greg does the work, but who's blessed? Those who are watching, who can't be here this morning and they can see it online. Scotty does the sound this morning. If Scotty's not up there doing the sound, blessing us that all can hear. We're done. There's a blessing. Hey, Scott, you know how to handle this kind of stuff. There's a gift to you. I will work for your good. Scotty does that. And all of us can say, wow, we heard the band. We can hear the word. Word goes through this, goes out, goes. I will bless you that you will be a blessing. Where does it start? Starts with one. Starts with one. One person, one ministry, one little thing that you do. One. Here's an example. This is so cool. This young man I know for a long time as well. I think I know him 21 years. He's studying in Ireland right now to become a doctor. So I get this postcard from him. Hello, Aubrey. And his handwriting is just like a doctor. Sorry, Jay. <laughs> I hope uh, that this Advent, uh, I hope you are doing well this Advent and that you are enjoying the cold weather. Yeah, right, Matthew. It's hard to believe that this year is almost over. I'm having fun and learning lots, but I'm ready for a break. Now listen. I still watch your services, and they help keep me calm and sort through things and put them in perspective during these stressed times. I have a group of my friends that are studying with me, watching online as well. Please give the congregation my best. I look forward to attending church when I get home. Godspeed, Matthew. I will bless you so that you may be a blessing. Look what happens. Young Matthew grows up. We know each other well. Young Matthew knows that I pray for him. He's in Ireland. He needs, he longs home. What does he do? He turns on his computer and he can watch Central. 
something that he knows. The messages, how did I know, were for him. And he was blessed. What does he do? He says to his friends, hey, come sit. Come listen. What happens? They hear the word of God. They are blessed. Not because of me. Because of what God is doing. When I bless you and I give, it's because you can go and you can go bless. So here's the challenge. Can you imagine if each one of us just goes and blesses one person? One person. Imagine the possibilities of what God can do with that. So go be a blessing. Amen. Take a few moments of silent prayer. Thank you, Lord, for giving freely to us. Thank you, Lord, that when you bless, it is out of your fullness and your love and your grace and your care. Thank you that that's the way in which you take care of this world. For, Lord, you placed us in this place not just to be Central Church, it was Jesus Church where everyone is welcome and, and everyone is loved. And we know that none of us are perfect, but you placed us here so that we can be a blessing, a place where the poor can come and we can help, where the needy can come and be fulfilled, where the lost may come and they can come seek, where the lonely can come and be cared for. Help us then to be that blessing, to be what you need us to be and become what you need us to become. Thank you that we live under your blessing and your grace. Help us then to freely give that. When we ask these things, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.